Hello, friends, and welcome back to Power Spike. We have the kickoff of the LEC, LCS on the cusp of playoffs, along with the LCK and LPL fighting for those top spots into their playoffs. Degon, Monty, and Dom here to break down the world of League of Legends pro play for you. Monty, how are you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. As usual, well, actually, not as usual the last couple of weeks, but as usual when LEC is being played, we get to do this right after the last game of LEC ends. So we just got to watch Fnatic get completely booty blasted by, by Vitality, <laughs> which gave me great pleasure. I, I want you guys to know. Great pleasure. Um, my, my sadist side is completely satiated at the moment. Um, I know Dom was enjoying it. I saw him at the end of his stream spelunking into the depths of the Fnatic <laughs> subreddit. Did you yep. find anything interesting in the in the Fnatic caves deep in the darkness? Uh, no, I just got to see a, a lot of uh, very positive uh, comments. I think they're really enjoying their new top liner, uh, Skarnin. <laughs> um, I'm still like, okay, I've decided to learn his name. Uh, yesterday, my debate was whether or not I would learn his name um, because, you know, I don't think he's going to be Wonders there. coming back next week. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm hyped up. I'm on his side. So I'm on uh, Skarnin's side, uh, side. I have a 10 sub big money bet with treats on whether uh, Oscar will get his first kill or Upside will get his first death. I'm on the side of Oscar getting his first kill, so I'm rooting for him, man. I'm hoping that he uh, gets in there. Is it is it based off of the schedule, or is no? Like, it's like okay. game time it, in their game. Okay, okay. Well, then there you have it. Yeah. Uh, Oscar and the rest of Fnatic are where we're going to start this episode because it looks bad. They made the changes over at support. Adbian comes in. No one wants Rux. Uh, and then up at the top lane, Wonder taking the break. Oscar in and now finding himself there. Maybe that will fix the issue. We've talked extensively on the show. That's not the issue. It's the lover's quarrel in the mid-jungle uh, duo that Monty <laughs> right, right, right. over guys, and over Guys, again. guys, guys, guys. What's here's, going on? Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Because, you know, it's been, it's been now two years of Razork and Humanoid. <laughs> and they've been dysfunctional virtually for the entire time, despite being very individually talented players within their own right. So after you fail to make the playoffs for the first time ever, you keep your dysfunctional duo, right? And then you replace your support player and your top laner, your top laner with a completely untested rookie. Uh, and this is what is truly going to solve Fnatic's roster woes once and for all, right? You ran off your phenomenally talented AD carry in the last season. You came back begging for him to return between the winter and spring splits. You then upset, I mean, no pun intended, but you hey. upset Reckless uh, because you promised Reckless that you were just not going to go back to your <laughs> former AD carry. So now like Sam Matthews, like he, he broke up with upset and then he started dating Reckless. And then he realized that, really reckless wasn't what he wanted. He wanted his ex upset, but upset rejected him for breaking up with him. And then he has to watch upset. Fuck his new partner reckless. <laughs> so here's yeah. my theory. Here's my theory guys, because Sam Matthews is the CEO of fanatic after the game or while the game was going on, rather typed ouch on Twitter, right? Hate here. So and I've I actually did. figured it out guys. He is just, a huge fan of sadomasochism, Sam Matthews. It's the only thing that actually, it's the only thing that actually informs all of Fnatic's actions. 
Because on the one hand, he likes to inflict the sadism onto his own organization, and that clearly gives him pleasure. But he also likes to receive the pain himself by putting himself out there on Twitter and by basically creating an atmosphere of abuse for himself by giving these entitled fanatic fans constant ways to humiliate him. He has a very, and, and by the way, what are his initials? S and M. There you go. Uh, I figured it out. This is just, this is just an exercise in Sam Matthews kink. And this is the result of fanatic. It actually explains everything totally. That's actually a good point. I didn't think of it like that. I thought that he was kind of trying to do the grabs approach and and just shield all the players, just that fucking hail of arrows raining down and he just stands there and just tanks them all. That's what I thought he was doing. But now I realize that it is actually just sadomasochism. Perfect. It is. I mean, he gets off on it. He he begs for more. <laughs> I mean, what I they need to, to do, what they need to, to do for Sam Matthews is just buy him a membership to a BDSM club in London so they can actually just run this team. That's what they need to do. He needs another. He needs another way to get this out of his system, and this this can't be it anymore. Yeah. Call Gross Score. He might know some people. Oh my god! Oh wow! <laughs> By wow. the way, that video, dear lord, that was. Hey, <laughs> I've never seen anyone as watch, passionate about anything. <laughs> Did as, you watch that was about Tuckery? Did you watch that on stream? I don't think you can because he's banned on Twitch. <laughs> really? You can't. Okay, I, I'm I'm pretty sure like you. Well, look, you're not supposed to be able to, and a lot of people have. But if I did, I would get banned. That's okay, how it normally enough. works. <laughs> uh, to our friends watching live, it's been great having you on Twitch. Even just talking about, <laughs> you know? I failed us again from staring us away from pissing off uh, powers that be. But you know, uh, it's still giving you great content that you can watch at the LFN YouTube channel that you can subscribe to right now i'm looking at the hate tweet you know so basically ouch was one tweet and then the reply to it was another sam matthews right hate here and i'm just looking at them and he he answered like four or five why did he like, answer mine bro hey that's what i was gonna say he answered four or five from like randos and then uh, i see ls in there dom's in there here comes a bunch of other people with check marks and nope there we go we go silent there so uh yeah sorry dom you're too big I mean, I don't know, bro. I try. I mean, he gave he gave me a free reason to hate. Who am I to pass that up? Like, <laughs> that's, just, that's just crazy. But and besides, he, he likes it. So really, you know, Mutually you, you would be doing him a disservice by not saying something. So exactly. that's the way with, I see it. With your bet earlier that that uh, Oscarini Oscarini is going to get his first kill. Uh, sooner than upset gets his first death. The only way that I think that doesn't happen is if he gets benched for Wonder right back on in. <laughs> what do you make well, of no, that? Wonder, Wonder is just so back? chill about this whole benching situation. Like, he really just didn't seem perturbed at all by yeah, it I wonder really why. during the offseason. And now it makes total sense, guys, because he was just like, wait, really? Oh, don't don't worry about it. I'll I'll just be back in my week two. It's fine. I just get paid paid no, for an extra he, week. I don't vacation. think he's playing again. He's not <laughs> playing again for Fnatic. I, think, I, I, I don't think that he necessarily fought the benching as hard as he could. I'll say that. <laughs> oh no, you want to bench me? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all I know is this guy wonders is enjoying the Fnatic games quite a bit. I can tell because he's in my Twitch chat 
during these games. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. He's, he's giving his, his opinion on what's happening here. What's the spiciest opinion in Dom's Twitch chat? <laughs> he said, wow, this game is pretty rough. I really feel bad for my team. Sad face. <laughs> <laughs> then he said, and then the, the day before, so the day before that, he said, wow, SK is actually so good. I think Fnatic wins this game. <laughs> I'm washed. Why would you want me on Koi? Oh. And then, I, and then I, I said something about Oscar, and then he said, "Hey, man, that's really mean." Sad face. <laughs> and then, I love and then he came in today, and his response was, "Honestly, Fnatic can win against heretics. Maybe that's what he said." <laughs> that's where we're at. That's where. Yeah. We're at. Well, I mean, the, th the thing is, uh, and we talked about this in the first yeah. LEC split. Like, you know, you only have the three weeks, so you know, going zero and three puts you in a pretty deep hole. And we did see a three and six team in Astralis get through into the top eight. But also I think that for the most part, I, I don't think we're gonna have a lot of one and eight and two and seven runs, generally speaking in this format. And so I think three and six may be eventually a cutoff, you know, and that, that means that you still have to win, you know, one, two games a weekend heading yeah. forward. Like, oh, three is very rough place to be. Well, I don't know. I'd never put it past heretics to lose all their games too. I mean, literally, whoever loses. <laughs> are the you heretics... loving this? Tom? Are you loving? Are you loving the fact that uh, Evie is just terrible? <laughs> no, that'd be fucked up. Of course, I wouldn't <laughs> love that. Why would I? Why would I love? I'm not somebody. Look, I'm not a person who takes joy <laughs> in seeing imports come into LEC or LCS and completely get shit on by everyone. That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say that the, the loser of the Heretics Fanatic series, they're probably going 0 9. Whoever loses or game, not series, whoever loses that game, it's probably 0 9. I don't know who else they're going to beat. <laughs> That's the worry, right? If you're going to make a move, I feel like you have to do it next week if you're Fanatic. But um, all right. Well, I mean, moves. To, to, be, to be fair, we thought that uh, we thought that last split about XL where oh. we were like, are they going to sub in Abadage for VTO? And then they just like didn't, didn't. do it and, and then yeah. just got eliminated. So you never know. You never it, know how these things work. It does feel like, yes, it do, uh, um, the league structure now gives you the, it lends itself to using subs more, but that doesn't mean the players are more ready to do it. Like I feel like so many players just, as soon as you get subbed, you wouldn't, they wouldn't take it well. Like it's just not in the DNA of a League of Legends pro um to, to get subbed like that so i think yeah they should get make... sam matthews he loves being a sub <laughs> jesus <laughs> yes. uh, all right monty loses power once and now it's gone crazy <laughs> all yeah. right yeah my well, god well fanatic fans i know that you loved that segment but we uh we got to keep moving on uh let's move on to our first structured segment of the show this week's keeper kick as we like to have almost every episode uh two at one point world-class junglers that dom loves so very much and uh yes, we're keeping me. the uh the masochism on fleek right here you have to pick between clid or peanut who do you keep from the lck so before we get into it 
So Let's I, spend I had it on the Monty. Yeah, I had to do this to Dom. I had to do this to Dom just because he was messaging me on Discord earlier this week, uh, trying to file charges uh, against Clid for yeah. abusing <laughs> Viper. And uh, <laughs> I reached out to Monty to see if he had any legal counsel within Korea. This is true. And then, and then we all saw what happened with Peanuts during that game three versus the uh, Kwangdong Freaks. So I, I really wanted to put this dilemma to Dom about the crimes in the jungle and who he would keep and who he would kick. Yeah, it's tough for me. <laughs> that, that was look. Uh, look, I I don't like either of these guys, but they've made a rule that I can't kick both of them anymore because I did that on like ten episodes yeah, in a row. Yeah, you yeah, can't. That's illegal now. Yeah, yeah. So it's illegal for me to kick both of them. It hurts me to do this, but I'm going to keep Peanut. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm going to keep Peanut. And this is why. Because I think Peanut is still trying, and I'm not sure about Clid. Like, I think Clid <laughs> might actually just be inting to get the split over quicker. Like, some of the things that he does, it just looks intentional. Whereas Peanut, I think he's just bad. <laughs> so here's, here's my argument about why you keep Peanut and you kick Clid. Because I think if you replace Clid with Dread, this team just gets better. And there are other options. I don't think Clid is the shot-calling heart of the Hanwha Life roster. And if he is, I would still think he's quite replaceable, is given Peanut? that... Yes. Yes, he is. Is, so is, is he the guy that called the Elder? He's like, I'm going out of the pit here. Finish out right, here. Look, here's... Let me make an analogy for you. Are, Dom, are you familiar with Krang? The... The from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, he no. is the villain. Deep cut. <laughs> this no, is a, a while Monty, this is a deep cut for this generation, man. And like Dom's really close to us. <laughs> no. So Krang is basically he's an alien that is like a brain in this android suit, right? So when he's <laughs> okay. in the android suit, he is very physically powerful. Okay. Mm -hmm. But when he's out of the android suit, he's completely fucking useless, but he's really smart. Chovy the android suit? Yes. Chovy is the android suit. <laughs> I knew where this was going. <laughs> so Peanut is inside Chovy is what we're saying. Yes. Okay, continue. Yes. I'm really sure okay. Korean fans are going to love this analogy. <laughs> so my, my point is, is that now in the, in the, in the critical moments when, Cho when Peanut gets out of the suit at the end of the game, like we saw versus T1, or we saw versus Kwang Dung Freaks. <laughs> he gets out of the suit. He's, he's just a little brain getting beaten up, okay? Mm -hmm. But when, uh, for most of the game, when he's just, you know, the android is like Chovy and Pays, then he's great. And he makes really good calls because for the most part in that, that game three versus Kwangdong, they did a very pretty, or they did, I won't say very good. They did a pretty good job of controlling those objectives in the pace of the game. They got a very early soul. Um, it did take them a while to close, but there was, there were some scaling elements uh, on Kwangdong freaks and Kwangdong are also not as bad as the record would have you believe. But I think at least Chovy, you know, he provides a lot of potency and his shot calling is generally very good and he is the major voice on this roster. And in spite of all odds from Ruler and the Lehens leaving this team, their style has remained remarkably consistent and very effective. And that macro sense and the way that they play the game is still strong.
Yep. They still get a lot of advantages. They still do an excellent job at controlling objectives overall. They often get objectives without even fighting because they set up their waves so well or they they force vision traps, you know, several minutes in advance. They're a very smart team. Now, we just have to accept that the price of this is that Chovy leaves the pit when the enemy jungler isn't there. Peanut, yeah. Or Peanut, sorry. Peanut leaves the pit when the enemy jungler isn't there to try and kick an Ezreal when he could have just... Use smite and elder dragon and won the game, and he just lost the game. Hmm. And also, here's the other thing: when we saw the T1 game, when he walked into the jungle and died because the brain was dead, then the android body just ran it down into the mid lane and lost the game too. You see, yeah, the analogy is good. <laughs> I agree. I think I know what you're going for here. So Peanut is fucking Chovy. Okay. Yeah, I know. I got it. It looks like that's what he's doing in a lot of these games. <laughs> but Chovy likes it, so. Okay, Jesus! What? <laughs> like, what? Oh, man, I wish we could. I don't know if there's a copyright issue. I wish we just. If you haven't already, Google Krang TMNT, uh, and it's just it's such a great analogy. It is so good. There also, a, if you want to tweet at me, Dom and Digon, a Photoshop of Peanut <laughs> as Krang and the the android as Chovy, you know. Maybe that would be funny. I don't know. First one and best one gets retweets. First one and best one. So if you you have to Photoshop it though. Um, all right. So Clid, no pathway forward for you. It will be peanut being controlled by Chovy uh, moving forward. Is so I looked it up. You said Dread would be you know if we swap out Dread. He's a he's a free agent right now. He's not attached yes. to any team. He's not attached to like an academy team what? no not that i'm aware of um he he was part of the abomination nongshim roster yeah. but as we've seen um as yeah he's a free agent right now as as far as i'm aware uh as we've seen though you know you can be you can actually be uh reinvigorated you can be rehabilitated off of the abomination nongshim roster um you know <laughs> Kana's doing okay. BDD uh, is BDD. fucking amazing right now. Yeah. Um, Effort is maybe the worst player in LCK. So maybe not all of them, but there's a chance. There's a chance. And he was pretty good, honestly. He was one of the better parts of that roster. You could end up like those two. You could end up like Ghost, also waiting for a call <laughs> by someone to pick him up. Yeah, you know, some may argue that Ghost was never great, which I think has aged very well as a take world world champion ghost <laughs> yeah i mean just you could do a lot of things i'm sure there are some challenger I, I like junglers. Ghost. yeah no i like ghost i respect him as a player i definitely don't think that you could plug and play any any 80 okay sarcasm all right okay good, good. <laughs> like top seven in korea and the team would still win with that absolutely cracked top side that Dom one had i don't know man you know, if, I think if you win a world champion, that uh, championship, that that class stays forever. You know, look, just yep. look at Pioshik or, oh shit, or, or Marin as a coach. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> I think Marin actually might Core be a better JJ. player right now. Okay, so, so here's the take. I think Marin is actually a better player than Pioshik right now. I play against both of them in solo queue. Marin oh is close to as high elo, <laughs> but he hasn't played in as long. So I actually believe in Marin right now. Well, at least they have a summit replacement potentially. Yeah, just like a hundred thieves and uh, their Bjergsen replacement. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That was our episode of Keeper Cl uh, Keep or Click. Well, Keeper Kick.
Hey everybody, Monte Cristo here, and we have been very graciously sponsored by FreezePipe here at Last Free Nation. You're wondering what it is. Well, they have a variety of bongs, pipes, dab rigs, and bubblers. And the secret is a freezable glycerin chamber, which I have right here from their Bong XL. It comes on every single piece, and you can pop one of these in the freezer for up to an hour. And as smoke will pass through it, it will chill by over 300 degrees, meaning that you won't have a parched or burnt throat afterwards. A lot less coughing when you, of course, use freeze pipes to enjoy your 420, which is going to be coming up very soon. If you want to help us out and pick one up for yourself, you can head over to www.thefreezepipe.com and use the promotional code LFN for 10% off. Of course, easy to remember because LFN is last free nation. So now is the time to treat yourself with some nice new glass for April 20th. Head on over to thefreezepipe.com and thank you for supporting our content. Uh, next up, we got our Galaxy Brain Club conversation. It's coming time into award season, and so therefore, it's time for the LFN All-World Team. As your number one source watching Global League of Legends, we're going to give you our All-World Team uh, here in the Galaxy Brain Club. Can we do one per team? Or do we have to just do, like... <laughs> just a combination of like fucking i don't know who who EDG. is the, who do you think is the the best player at every single individual position right yeah. now yeah i think that's it okay yeah i don't i don't think there needs to be a team cap here cuz it's you know we're doing globally, so you can swap it out with LPL and LPL. <laughs> also, we, we, we're going to ignore synergy because that's not the the purpose of this. The purpose yeah. is to to best identify who we role. think is the top performing player in each individual role now, especially because we only really have the uh, the one last week of LCK and LPL regular season at this point in time, and then we're going to be right in the playoffs in those two regions. So it seemed like a, a, a timely a timely time, if you will, to yeah. do this. Uh, the easiest and by far most vote getter, if this was an open poll, has to be down at support role, right? <laughs> Give it over to Caria. There's no question. There's no. I mean, question. I think if we, if it was, if they opened up the votes, it would be all five T1 players. I legitimately think that that's what like the votes would look like around the world. <laughs> no, it's probably fair. No, I think that's accurate. F fans, if fans got to vote, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Okay, so I think the three easy ones that I would get as the least informed member of our team it would be Caria. It would be probably ruler, and then in mid you can go with, um, God, I just want to say rookie, but that's just because I'm a rookie lover. I, I think mid is actually though. an interesting one. Yeah. Um, I think ruler has had. So the thing about ruler is ruler, I think, has had the the highest highs and has. I, I think what's amazing about ruler right now is that the as we saw in the LNG series and other games, but especially in the LNG series, if you don't ban the Zeri, this guy will just win lanes that he shouldn't win with Zeri and then pop off and completely take over the game early. So you have to respect it in a way that you often don't have to respect that pick with other teams. 
He's also just been incredibly versatile. I think the the, the potentially the knock against Ruler, what was what was it? The the Weibo series where he just was Oh, where he completely sprinted it. Yeah, he completely sprinted it. Um, but at the same time, JDG has been overall very good, and he really did have a, a great series this last week. I think some of the other people you could probably put in in up for that position in terms of ADC. Who would it be? It's probably like I'm. I'm. Look, I still think Viper is insane. Viper is. Griefed. That would be another one. Yep. <laughs> he gets griefed every game. Like it, it's. It, I don't know what the fuck he must have done in his past life to allow all these motherfuckers to grief him. He's got life building Zanya's first item on Jarvin, which is fine on Jarvin support, but he's playing against a Caitlyn and he does it. Like Viper gets griefed every fucking game. I'll put Viper there every single time. I, I love the way he plays. He plays well while getting griefed. That's more impressive than playing well when you've carry a dicking the other guy. He's getting griefed and he's playing well. Wait, wait, wait. We, we we said rulers are what missing. We weren't even talking about Guma. Well, no, but I'm saying like I'm saying that's a comparison, right? Like if you have a support, we'd have to, talk, we'd have to at least talk about Guma Yoshi a little bit, right? But yeah. I do I, I do agree game. with Tom. It's when when you have Caria and just how good he is in this meta and how he is it basically looks so the, easy to play AD with Caria. It looks yeah, so because, easy. Because he's so stupid good at bullying the lane with a lot of when these picks. You use the lane and you just hit yeah. the creep. Like you're just hitting the creeps and then carry is just one between the lane with like Callista or some shit. And, and before and before T1 fans get mad, Gumiyushi is actually having a very good split. And I think that Gumiyushi, I was concerned about him going into worlds, but he really did hit a new high at worlds. And he was one of, if not T1's best player at worlds. And he has continued a much more stable form throughout this year so far. So I actually think he has taken a step forward in terms of his own performance. And that has been a crucial factor of T1 success. But I also think that if you look at Viper and ruler who were the top two eighty carries heading into worlds last year, yeah. and maybe, you know, don't have the, the same caliber of laning partners that Gumiyushi has, their performances are also pretty, pretty impressive. Tom, I've always been a go ahead. hyper enthusiast. Well, I think that you most of the time you're probably going to end up with four Koreans on this roster. And I think the one place where I would have a Chinese player is 369 because I love the way he plays top. And also, Maybe I think that this is, a, this is a great meta for him. Like playing tanks top is fucking broken right now. I know Zeus loves the gore drinker on, on Jace. He's playing a lot of that. <laughs> but I, I feel like 369, if you watch him in team fights, he does such an amazing job frontlining. The way that he's able to disrupt the whole fight, like understand how to position where he's only taking damage when his carries can deal damage back. I think that's a skill that is so rare in, in, in a top laner. A lot of people can play tanks, but there's a difference between playing a tank at like a, an A level, which a lot of people can do, and like an S plus level tank. And he knows when to like who to CC, when to throw his CC, how to frontline for his team. I think it's so valuable um, to their success. So I think three six nine is just he's just so stupid good. That that's a good I think, one. I think also what's cool about three six nine is that he extends that lane dominance with tanks. Now I do, I do think that this past week his Orn performance against LNG was like pretty. His lane wasn't bad. good outside of lane. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Cassante game was really good. I mean, he on some of the sieges too. He he did 
die when they should have like got you know doubled back and gone for objectives. I'm thinking about the one. At, we'll, we'll talk about J, JDG versus LNG later, but um, this is this is all to say that I think 369 is excellent. I think he's the best top lane Gragas in the world. It's a it's an excellent potential flex pick for JDG. He gets solo kills with a lot of these tanks in places that most other players wouldn't get them. His team fighting is exceptional. Teleport use is very good. He is one of the most stable players on this roster as a whole. And he's just been really, really fun to watch. Now, I think what's different is that about Zayas is there he's a very different player. And Zayas has been an, on an absolute heater over the last three weeks. He has completely smashed Lane basically every game. And we've also seen, you know, many of the kind of weird Zayas picks come back out, whether he's playing the Yasuo. Um, he he plays the top lane Jace, which you know, the we've seen certain teams prefer the mid lane Jace or the top lane Jace, definitely top lane on the side of T1. And he's done extremely well on the carry picks that he's had. He's done extremely well getting solo kills on NAR and absolutely bullying those lanes too. So mm -hmm. I, I think it's it's a hard call. Um, it's a hard call. I think Zayas is a bigger carry threat than 369, but 369 also does not have to be a huge carry threat with the roster of teammates that he has. Yeah, and it's also that, like, his teammates are not very good at playing with carries. Like, they don't want to have to visit top over and over again. I think Kanavi's actually been playing pretty poorly lately compared to, like, oh what he God. normally plays like. Yeah, he's, he's not been... playing close to, to the level that you expect from a guy like this. Um, but when you look at that team overall, like, he is just doing a ton with very, very little. He doesn't get wave pushouts. He doesn't yep. get resource. He doesn't get ganks a lot of the time. Sometimes just Konami just comes up there and dies. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> Konami comes out there and just fucking runs down his lane or baits 369 into dying, and then he's just so sta He's always in the team fight, and he's always Dude, in. Dude, that LNG game where they tried to dive that turret, and he took, 369 took uh, Tower Aggro with a Bramble that's like, tilted Yeah. Down. Really badly. Yeah, no, that was, I mean, that was 369's <laughs> fault. I think they actually one shot him there if 369 hits his E, but like, it's a, such a rare mistake. And when you look at T5, I just think that that style of, of top lane play is also more effective, like right now in general. I don't think that this is a, a top lane focused meta at all. I don't think you want to add volatility to your game by having a carry top in most games. I think generally in this meta, the reason why the meta is so fucking stupid and the reason why everyone's complaining is because it's really just bot laners clearing three camps and 90% of the time they're just sitting fucking bot lane afterwards. They just sit and they jerk off bot lane for a minute straight while staring at each other. Some gross score shit. And then they just fucking go do crab and then hit their three camps back up and do the same thing again. Like it's pretty absurd to watch. It, it doesn't feel good to watch at all. So uh, if, if so that's you're, the you're style, into the you're into the weak side top laners right now. Yeah, I like the weak side. I like the Sam Matthews of the top lanes. Currently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh <laughs> no wonder uh, Oscar Oscarin is the the weakest of the weak side top lanes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, explains a lot. Like if, you, uh, if you think that playing weak side top doesn't take skill, watch Oscarin play some weak side top. You'll have a newfound respect <laughs> for three. Watch them. Watch them. Oscarin Orn. Um. So yeah, I would say I, I look. I think three six nine and Zayas are are pretty both you know, it pretty, pretty good. I think there are some other names that might be floating around on the periphery. Like I think Ale has been, been pretty darn good as well. Uh, Keen has been, has been good, but I think it's pretty clearly like three, six, nine and Zayas are at the, the top, top tier and whichever one you put on that roster. I don't think many people would be disappointed. Yeah. How about, how about, how about, uh, let's talk about jungle because jungle, yeah. 
Jungle is an interesting one because I feel like for me, owner owner has been really, really solid. Um, yep. And I think owner has done a, an, first off, he's mechanically excellent. And then second off, he has, he's, his pathing has really improved this year and he's playing around uh, covering his lanes much more effectively. But then there's also Tarzan uh, and Tarzan has who been, who, who do I have? Yeah. I think I take Tarzan because I think Tarzan's job is harder. Yeah. Um, I think Tarzan's job is harder. I I love the way Tarzan is playing right now. This guy is, he's fucking good. He yeah. is fucking good, and he's fucking good on everything. You exactly. Know, like, I mean, that's the thing is like when when we were in the height of the Maokai meta, and he was dealing eight thousand damage in a team fight <laughs> on Night Harvester First Strike Maokai in hilarious ways, such as by just refusing to to. Um, Peel for LP and just being like, I'm just going to do all the damage in this fight myself. Very entertaining. And then now that we switched back over to some more early game junglers with the latest patch and we see his Lee Sin and he's still doing super well and that synergy with Scout is so good. And I don't, we'll talk more about LNG later, but I, I'm not a big fan of their bot lane. Like they're okay, but you know, somebody's carrying this team and it's Tarzan and Scout. And I think Tarzan's mm -hmm. just been, his early game pathing is so smart a lot of the time and the way he plays around his lanes that it's one of the most fun parts to watch about LNG on the whole is just the, the early game. And, and that's what he is. He's a pathing jungler, but then his yeah. mechanics are way better than you'd expect in like a lot of situations. And the thing that I think that Tarzan is so exceptional at that most junglers are not is team fighting. Like he team fights as if he's a carry. Like he's his he such good precision and he understands his limits on a level where a lot of other junglers kind of get lost at a point. Um, if you watch like Kanavi recently, Kanavi has been fucking sending it. Um <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, like when you watch Kanavi teamfight, he's just getting caught. And a lot of times Tarzan is just making just the optimal play in a lot of different situations. Is there, yeah, I would, uh, I would say that, um, you know, what? Sorry. I was going to say, is there a option here for JJ or otherwise we're going with almost five Koreans, I guess, like you said, in the top lane, three, six, nine. I think JJ has been really good. Um, I think he's been probably for me, he's been outside of Tarzan, the most consistent jungler in LPL. And I think that now that D plus has been on a bit of a hot streak again, we've seen when Canyon gets back onto the, the lease in how dangerous he can be as well. He seems more comfortable, um, you know, on the lease in and the Vi and these kind of champions recently, the Viego, um, so, but he's not, the thing about Tarzan is Tarzan has just been super good all season, whereas Canyon has been like a little up and down. Mm -hmm. um, and owner has been very good all season. So those are, yeah. those would be my top two guys. And then I, I think that similarly to top lane, I think JJ has, and, and Canyon have also been very good, but they're maybe not tippity top at the moment. All right. Well then, so we've got our top, we've got our jungle support. Is there any other conversation that we want to add into it? Who's our like second second team all world support and third team all world support uh, behind Caria? Mm, it's kind of hard. Um, I like I've liked uh, Crisp. Yeah, like Crisp. I, I think Crisp on Weibo has been one of their more stable players. I think he's been pretty good. Uh, I think Lehens has been pretty good. I think I'm trying to look through everyone. Yeah, I pulled up all the rosters from. I mean, I still think missing has been, has been fine. I think missing's been been 
been pretty good when you consider yeah. what's what's going on. And, you know, I mean, he's having games where Kanavi's inting. There's obviously bad ruler games. I think Missing has been surprisingly consistent. Sure. It seems like he's been able to match um, the level of play from ruler in a lot of these lanes, and they're able to do things that um, you'd expect it would take some time to be able to do. The other person that I'll throw out here is Mako, just because of what he adds to a fucking team. Like, he's not somebody who's going to impress you on the screen, but he has such, like, that every time that you get into a mid to late game situation, it feels like EDG is always doing the right thing, and he's always in a great position for what they're doing, and he just has such a crazy track record of getting every team that he plays on, every EDG team, besides for, like, a two-year blip in, like, an eight-year career to just be super solid for such a long period of time. So I, I would love to have like Mako on a team as a shot calling presence, but I wouldn't say that he's like better than the other players one by one. He would be somebody who I would put on a team if I was building a roster more than like if I was calling for like the best players in the world, because as we've seen, a lot of times the best players in the world don't make the best team. What about uh, PP God and his crazy uh, chaos shot calling? <laughs> I like PP God, but PP God. I like PP God too. He's a little. He's he's a little ill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like you want you want PP God on your like full Chinese team. Yeah, if you have. No, a, I, he's very fun to watch. <laughs> look, if it's time to to play some full Chinese League of Legends, they nerf every disengaged champion in the game, and it's all about just fighting all the time. Put PP God on that roster. <laughs> well, guys, is this not? Fans, I tried. I let him let him down this path. This was the best opportunity for us to get a Western player in the all worlds, or at least the honorable mentions. Is Mickey not in this conversation? Oh yeah, at he all. Is. That's actually not bad. Well played. Yeah. Actually, I think he is. I, I yeah. mean, I said he was my MVP of of last split in Europe. I would I take him over a really lot of. Good. I would take him over like Lahens. I would take him over Lahens. I would take him over Life. I think I mean, what's great about Mickey is just he understands how to put pressure on the map so well, and his roaming has been extremely, extremely good. Yeah, I mean, so. I would say that in Korea, probably only Korea is better. Like, if you Ooh. just want to... like Obviously, Ooh. it's hard to tell because you're playing against better competition, but I think the sure. way Mickey has been playing has just been super effective, and he's been good in almost every single game. And then in LPL, I'd probably only take missing over him in terms of just raw player skill. Mickey is really fucking good. Yep. Good shout there, Degan. Good shout. That's you know what? That's why I'm here. Uh, all right. So uh, we the the Western world has the uh, honorable mention for the all world squad, <laughs> and then mid lane, a uh, contentious one because we we're we we're saying at the jump here. Ooh, very actually, maybe I'll take the light over him. I feel like the light has been pretty good most of mm -hmm. the time. Yep. Maybe 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 I'll put three over him. So that's still. That's still in uh, the honorable mention area. So mm -hmm. we did it. We did a Reddit. Speaking of Reddit, this is where we start to weigh in on mid lane, where we had a Redditor come out and post all the stats about, I guess, laning and gold resource, uh, gold and resources that figure was not getting and still having, I think, over 17 games this season as the number one damage dealer across both teams, not just T1, but across both teams. Uh, and that would lead folks to believe that he would be a part of this all-world team as a number one, two, or, um, I guess, honorable mention. So what, what do you guys have? Where is our mid lane pool? Who is leading the line here with the four players that we picked up? 
Uh, I don't know. It's 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 pretty interesting right now because I don't think that there's like a a big standout. Um, besides for I guess Scout and Scout rookie. is really good. Scout and rookie coming out of LPL would probably be your two candidates right now in terms of form. And even then, rookie is has looked less consistent than he has in the past. And I think again, if you think about the rest of the roster and the the heavy lifting that Scout has to do. Uh, he's been extraordinarily impressive, in my opinion. He has been really, really good. Yeah. Um, it's the same then, argument with Tarzan. And, like, part of it is going to be because they have very good synergy together, so they're going to, like, boost each other up. But at the end of the day, they're still competing with what are effectively super teams in JD, JDG and top. Like, LNG is coming off a week where this was it. They had to show if they were legit because their strength of schedule was so weak. And they beat top and then they almost beat JDG. So this was an extremely good showing from them. And the fact that they're able to do this with, I like Zika. He's a, but he's, he's kind of a weak side top. He's 19. He's a, he's a new player. He's a new yeah. player, but I, I actually, we'll talk about him later, but I think he's, I think he's pretty good, um, but he's not the carry and their bot lane is not consistent. And I think has a pretty low ceiling. So it really is like the scout and Tarzan show and they've been pulling it off. So big credit to them. Yeah. I think for LCK, the person that I would give a shout here, I think is BDD. I think BDD has been like very good. He's been very fucking good. Like he might be the best mid laner in career right now in terms of, in terms of performance. I I think he's been very fucking good. And then I guess the other two people would be Faker and Chovy. Yep. Um, I think for me, the, the stats around Faker are very impressive because he takes like, he takes such a small amount of CS, like he's the lowest in CS percentage after 15 minutes by over 5% compared to Zeka, who's number one. So he's really not getting that many resources. However, BDD is actually number two and he's only 0.7% above Faker, right? So, um, but BDD hasn't been doing as high of the percentage damage after 15 minutes. Um, it's also people have been citing the raw DPM where BDD is actually in last place, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I really don't care about DPM. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. context of when you're doing damage. It's like Correct. you should be doing damage when you're supposed to be doing damage. Correct. I don't think that's that's fair against Faker. And I think that one of the things that really helps Faker out is that so much of the early game action now happens around mid lane because of the way that they're playing mid lane and the duos. Like, how many times have we seen the Gragas Lee Sin or the Gragas Vi where they just dive and get first blood? Um, and they've been picking really strong jungle mid duos to control that and and punish people very early on and it's been super effective for t1 um or he's roaming on the map and like diving a turret in a side lane probably bot lane for for first blood so he does tend to get some pretty heavy leads but a lot of that is just because of the coordination that t1 has as a team and the fact that you just don't they're not losing many games so when you don't lose many games and you have massive gold advantages you're it's going to translate into absolute dpm a lot of the time now, this is not to say that Faker's bad. I think Faker's having his best season in a number of years. I think he is looking very good. But when you think about BDD recently, BDD has had to be a bigger carry threat because of the nature of the way that KT plays. He's been extremely good, of course, on the Azir, which he is known for historically. Has Annie's been good? Has like Annie's been good? Has Yone's been good? I mean, he's yep. been playing so many different kinds of champions. And his style appears to be much more versatile. And I think what's key to KT's success is that they have been able to translate 
basically after they took the a couple of losses in that week where everybody figured out that you should ban Karma, Sejuani, and um, um, Ezreal against them. Or, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, maybe you you pick away the Azir or something like that. KT immediately pivoted, and they started running a lot more pick compositions, and then they got really good at those too. So now it's much harder to ban out against KT, and that's been a major yeah. change in their play style. And it's been in, been enabled a lot by BDD's by BDD's playing well and the picks that he's able to pull out. So yeah, that gives them a big advantage in, th in the HLE series, like the fact that they don't have to just bank on, you know, just playing uh, scaling like Azir yep. comps over and over again. Or the fact, fact that they can... Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, you know, they, they don't need the Jacks. They don't need the Sejuani. They don't need the Karma. They don't need the Ezreal. Now they can play an aggressive pick style. That's huge for them. Yeah, and so, right now in LCK, it seems like Annie is just insane prio. It's like, yes, first yeah. pick it, put it yeah. mid or support. You're just going to fucking win the game. And the fact that now you have to like, you're probably going to have to in the future just red side bandit into KT. Um, I think these are actually pretty fucking big advantages. And then also like, I mean, DPM, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go into DPM. But if you're playing a lot of like melee mid laners and stuff like that, I, I feel like it's gonna be rough. Also, Annie is a champion that's gonna do shit DPM because it's all about finding like a yeah, pick. Sure. Talia, you're not <laughs> playing to trade in lane down. a lot of the time. Like you're yeah. not gonna just like AFK be trading in lane, and then also you're just not stomping a lot of these games. Like they're they're a relatively they're a relatively Korean team. BD, uh, KT, I think, is like the most Korean team with like Gen G yeah. in, in he, Korea. He also has three games of Twisted Fate. And one of those games, of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, of Twisted Fate was, was into the Akali. Yeah, yeah, into, into Chovy on Akali. Yeah. And like he just KT is a team that really knows their jobs right now. And that's what's impressive about BDD. So in terms of and BDD's mechanics are still sparkling. I mean, he is a, a very top tier mechanical player. And we also know that there's insane depth to his champion pool. We've seen Zoe in some other regions, but if that ever comes back out, like, holy shit, BDD is one of the best champion. Zoe players in the world. Like that's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what he does. Um, so I think, I think with BDD, it, he really is is key and especially bouncing back after having a really disappointing year last year. And if, by the way, I played with ghost. I, you can't really blame him. <laughs> by the way, I'm the BDD hater. So if I am gushing over BDD, Same. you know, he's good. This is, this is like, if, if, if Dom's like, I love peanut all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Shit, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. <laughs> really? Even if we had a time machine, it would never happen. You've never loved peanut. Yeah. No, I, li I liked, I like peanut. I like peanut a lot. And like, 2015 or what was it was it 2015 right when he started playing i, I remember just, i i yeah. got told to start watching him by phoenix because phoenix was like this guy's the best fucking rengar in korea this is the solo queue god <laughs> that was when i was playing with tl and i started yeah, I watching him then and i thought he was like next level mechanically for that period of time yeah. i never oh, seen yeah, anything it was like great. it so no it was yeah, just time back in the day too but yeah anyway um this is all to say i think i think for me like faker's been good and he's probably in the conversation but if you think about the most impressive mid laners in Korea, I would still probably take BDD and Chovy above him as it stands right now. And I think Scout has been great. And Rookie is also probably in the conversation over in uh, yeah. over in LPL. Yeah, I feel like Zika Zika has been pretty disappointing to me um, recently. He's kind of looking like he's just not the same player off his Silas Akali. The wow, weird. I wonder who could have predicted that. Well, like the thing is that Worlds, like he gave me some hope <laughs> because at Worlds, he, like he was when he played Azir in Game Five, like he he I was only in Game it. Five. That's that's recency bias. Remember yeah. how he played Azir the rest of the tournament? He was not good. 
but but that when that mattered, game was no. the most important one. <laughs> yeah. That was the most important one, and he outplayed Faker like pretty much every he, game he, of that series. He did play his ear well better. in the finals, but there were a lot of moments of not being great on his ear throughout Worlds. Yeah, sure, but if you're like getting two champions banned, or like you're you're getting things picked away, and then you're playing the third champion that you're not supposed to be able to play well, I just thought he would take a step forward. And dude, the the fucking Annie game he played was that versus hot was was that versus uh, KT? Was that the game where he? My yeah, God, it was bad. Though. Annie, the Annie game got me. They won that game. Yeah, that was the Annie game versus. It's like, bro, how can you not play Annie? I don't understand it. How do you play? How do you play a Kali and Silas that you can't play Annie, bro? It they, doesn't make they, sense. They arguably should have lost that game too. Yes. Th- what do you mean, arguably? They should, they have, should lost. have lost. That they game. got zero. <laughs> they got three zero by KT. Yes, they did. In a best yeah. of three somehow. How the yeah. fuck did that happen? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they got three owed. Yeah. And then, I, yeah, one I, mistake yeah, and Annie gets a kill. I watched it earlier this week, like the day after it came out. Yeah, it's coming back to me now. I did like the, the Samira Jarvan bot lane. That was entertaining. Yeah, was, I hated the item build. I hated the Zanyas. You're playing into Caitlyn. You're playing into Caitlyn. <laughs> Why are you doing like Zanyas? Being tra- you don't like just being trapped after you're in Zanyas? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just makes no sense. Like, I get, like Obviously, Zanyas is very good on support jar- uh, uh for Jarvan in that game it's terrible and the fact that aiming like you look after the fight and, and you'd see life had used Zanya's and you're like where are the traps and then you just see three like random traps not even in a choke they would just be like right there in the river it's just the fuck to save one for the guy that has Zanya's who's jumping on your face I don't know <laughs> it was so weird like save a trap man please or like trap and locations that make sense there was some like trap locations where i just didn't know where they fucking were i'm like I, he's just out of traps but i don't know where he's putting them <laughs> all right uh let's let's recap our all world squads i i wrote it down in our in our discord to get it close mid i think is actually the one that has the most conversation another name that didn't come up was knight uh, that chat was saying so we had scout rookie mm-hmm. bdd chovy faker knight not in that order but uh pretty close to that order uh what how how do we order this in first second and third i think i have everyone else in first second and third right now except support i think i would take scout bdd faker right now i'm fine with that all right i was really high on chovy but i feel like his last couple weeks have not been great like the the kt series like the collie pick might not have been his fault but yeah he did do nothing he he did nothing in that game. I think that there's just been a few like do nothing and lose suffers fuck games in there. So it's been not the best. I thought he was playing really well like earlier though. Like, yeah. Overall, yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that. All right, let's um, let's, let's recap here. So I've got three six nine Zeus and uh, Ale as our top lane picks. I, I like Ale. What do you think about Ale, Dom? I like Ale. He's just very specific. Um, and a lot of times it feels like EDG, they are trying to reduce variance in their games and they're playing him on tanks quite a bit. I mean, and Keen would not... be another one probably for... Keen's good. I, I like Keen on certain champions too. I feel like Keen is just... I mean, Renekton's fine, whatever. It's just a Renekton. He can play Renekton. I like his GP. I think Keen's GP, his GP is and like... his jacks are legit this year. Yeah, his, his GP and his jacks are really good. Um, all is similar, except it's like... Jack's Fiora Camille is more his style. If he's on carry tops, he's just a different player. If he's on tanks, he's nothing special. Um, he can play them sometimes. I mean, he had some actual like pretty bad tank games. He played a Scion game into LGD, which is uh, Xiaoju, 
who I don't know who the fuck this guy is, just some random like top laner. I thought LGD was going to be shit. And all the books, like if you look at like uh, odds and everything, LGD was pred predicted to be the worst team by far in the LPL. I thought they would be the worst. They had Meteor coming back after not playing for a year and a half, and he didn't even look good his last split um, before he he ended up uh, like taking a break. So I had no clue what to, to think about with uh, this team, but their top laner, Zhaoju, who I've never heard of before in my life up until the split, came from LDL or something. He's just randomly dicking everyone. I don't know why, but he's just dicking everyone. And one of the games where he completely uh, dicked a player was Ale. He just played Cassante into Ale's Scion. And I don't know. He's just the GOAT. So that was a game that made me think less of Ale's tank play. I think Ale is better on Cassante and he's just okay on Scion. He came from uh, uh, RNG. So RNG making that cash money by selling over to LEG. I don't know LGD. who he is, but he's just like, I, I watch him play and I'm like, God damn, bro. That's no Oscarinini. <laughs> there's always oh, one new, there's always at least one new uh, LPL top laner who just well, shits on everybody every year. The one that I thought you guys were going to bring up was You Should Know Me, right? We were talking no, about no, 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 no. He's been running <laughs> post. <laughs> All right, I tried. I tried YSKM fans. Uh, all right, so that was top lane. Uh, three six nine. Zeus Ale. Um, or Keen. Keen. I mean, I feel Keen. like I feel like or Keen is fair. Yeah. Uh, in jungle, we had Tarzan owner JJ and who? I'm missing one. I feel like I'm missing one for jungle. Uh, and Tarzan owner JJ. I think that was it. I mean, Did I feel it? I feel relatively good about that. Yeah, it's fine. All right. And then uh, in mid, we went, we had a lot, but I think the order we finished on was Scout, BDD, Faker, and then Chovy, Rookie, Honorable Mentions. Yep. Uh, at bot, we had Viper, Ruler, and then we just lightly threw in Guma in there. <laughs> Fair. It's like, yeah, Guma's good. Uh, and then at support, we had Caria, Delight, and Mickey. Is there, I feel like I was missing one of the LPL supports. Uh, missing, missing, missing. Uh, yeah, that's you're missing, one. missing. Nice. I'd say carry him missing then delight slash Mickey X. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you also brought up Mako as well, but that was that felt like a. I like Crisp too, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, Mako's Mako's like different, right? Mako's yeah. probably nowhere. Like, if you plug and play him and you put a no comms in a solo key game, he'd be worse than everyone else on this list. If you <laughs> want somebody who's going to lead your team and going to like be very intelligent later on, I mean. There's a reason why EDG has so many championships domestically with Mako, MSI win, Worlds win, and why they're like generally competitive. They're they're almost. I, I have to imagine that it's also probably part of why Leave is performing so well. Of course, of course, because Leave is Leave is becoming very good. Everyone looks like I feel this is part of the reason why I feel bad for Viper. Think about how well Mako and JJ are performing. And he's got to play with fucking life and Clid. Why? Why do they play with life and Clid? Like, that's just a death sentence. Fuck, man. And like he had to play with life. And life to me is just always an engager at heart. Like his Jarve, I think his best champion that I've ever seen life play is set support. I love his set support. I wish he would just play that shit every game regardless of matchup because I, I don't want to see a life fucking Lulu. Like when I see a life Lulu, it's just, it's probably fucking doomed. So. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know, man. Another one here is probably Deft. Um, Deft has been really quite good as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, for Jungle, the other one was Canyon. 
Dom's favorite oh, yes. player. Canyon. Yeah, I, I don't think <laughs> good like, I, I couldn't put him there right now. Like he's he's a player. Canyon he's been really good recently, but it doesn't excuse his entire season. So yeah, he's had some some bad games. I think that. I mean, it's, it's what I said last week. I feel the same way. This week, I didn't even watch the, the, the games because they didn't matter to me at all. It was Nong, Shim, and Bro. Watch them versus Hanwha Life. I think that the main thing that the main takeaway I've had for, for Dom One, and obviously we have to see this week, I don't even know if it matters this week because, oh, actually, the Genji, actually, the Genji match fucking matters. That's going to be fire, man. There's some that, good games in LCK coming up. No, no, but like T1 versus Dom One doesn't really matter that much because it's like, it matters for Dom one. It doesn't matter for T one. T one drop it. I don't care because they're still right. But D plus is it really matters for a buy for yeah. them? Yeah, so. it matters for D plus. It doesn't matter for T one. I feel like the Dom one secret sauce. They figured it out. They're like give CC mid laners to uh, to Showmaker and let yep. Canyon play some shit that's gonna Diego. be a snowball. Diego, Leeson, <laughs> whatever. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> fucking two v two mid that wins, and then yep. you're uh, nice. We we yep. solved it. Two v two mid. Like that was always the, it was well. always it was always the the way it was always yeah, the way. Of with, course, with, of course. With That's with why I was one. so upset earlier this season where they're playing like Victor. Yeah, it reminds what, me of like, you didn't what, like Victor Sejuani. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Like, I wanna, like, they need to play together. They're the fucking. I don't know, yeah. man. They're they got the superpowers when they play well together. Yeah. Sounds like what Hundred Thieves needs to do. Anyone? Oh, God. yeah. All right. It's similar. Yeah, no, I actually, I actually agree with that. I think you need like Leeson, Viego for closer, and then just have Bjergsen on some shit that's gonna. Well, actually, maybe Bjergsen can play the victor, or whatever. I just need, I just need the agency to be in closer's hands on that team, or it's fucking doomed. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Uh, all right, and then to close it off, we had Caria. Oh wait, Caria delight uh, Mickey X. So yeah, sorry. What missing. I meant to say was Caria missing. missing delight. Yeah. Yep. And then Mickey X is your shout out to Mickey X. Fans. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to say, Mickey X. Token white guy. So <laughs> if <laughs> you can say that because of Monty can say that. Thanks, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Me and Dom, we're we're the majority here. This never happens. All right. Um to close it out. If you guys agree, disagree, or want to yell that Hilly is not on this list, let us know in the comments of this video over on the last free nation youtube channel and uh discuss i'll bring up the best uh, arguments next week now moving on we'll move back on over to the lec because we just finished week one of the spring split and if you're an upset fan he's back right in time for the spring split right after worlds just like everyone would expect right uh let's get into it that is this week's high key low key no key who are we the most excited about from the lc uh, lec after this week one so first up high key here. is vitality all right we're done great yeah. okay hi i got a different high, high key. key yeah high key oh, dude. Oh, really do... you of all people have a different high key yeah, I'm high key right. excited for Fnatic. I'm so excited <laughs> for Fnatic. Are you kidding me? This shit is a content farm, man. Like every time Fnatic, you're, you're gonna watch. All, they're, they're, you're gonna, gonna watch all of their their new reality TV show. <laughs> oh my god, Legends in Action, Fnatic stuff. Like when they lose, that is it's so fun, man. It, it's so fun. Like they're just such a fun team to watch lose. It, it's a hater's dream. <laughs> it's a hater's paradise with Fnatic. <laughs> Love it. 
That, it's true. Uh, that, that is true. There is something deeply. I, I, it's so funny because everybody seemed like they were very disappointed while watching on when I was looking at Twitter during that Vitality uh, versus Fanatic game. I was just fucking loving it, man. I was like, this is everything I want. Yeah, no, <laughs> why like, why do people so hate this? How could you possibly hate this? I go on Twitter and there's like a bunch of people like depressed and then you see my chat and everyone's fucking throwing a party, you know, there's like, it's just fucking <laughs> insane. Like everyone is just enjoy everything that happened. Fnatic dies. You see just a wall of fucking XDDs and keg W's. You can't even fucking see a real, like, and there's no text even that's going on. It's crazy. I love it. I love I, it. I All right. That. No, I'm, I'm high key excited about vitality because surely this is the time. This is now the time of vitality, Surely. right? Surely it, it has to be. Ignore the fact that they started out very well in the last split and then ran out of gas at the end, right, guys? Because remember, they did actually end up in the first group stage in first place. Um, Surely this is it. But I, I, I have to say, like, Kaiser looks like a new man. He's been reborn with upset. Mm -hmm. Upset is insanely talented. And this just goes to show what you can do by swapping out a player on the roster if that player is truly you know a world world-class player he's been great yeah i mean it also shows what you can do when you lock in rakan for kaiser where he's actually a human being <laughs> yeah. yes where because he's uh, play, I, playing his look, old engaged champions yeah team flames his own luck so i don't feel bad play. he should never play lux again in his entire <laughs> life i don't care no no matter what happens i would just if, if i was him i would never practice it just ban it if it's ever good or ban Caitlyn, whatever it's fucking good. Just never play it again in your entire life. Just stick to Rakan, Leona, Nautilus, maybe some Renata in there. You've got enough picks. Heimer's fine. I could deal with some Heimer. <laughs> he can play some Heimer. But that's, that's, I love that they're doing that. They're not trying to force the Caitlyn Lux. They're like Caitlyn Heimer. It's like the same ship, but you can actually kind of play this champion because it has CC. Or better CC, I should say. I don't know, man. I, I just, they brought it up on the broadcast and he said, how many times has this team been the team? You know, it's not just even this super team. It's, it feels like an organizational stigma. Like, uh, sorry, Dom, like TL before they won their championship. Yeah, it's vitality where super teams go to die. Yeah. Like think yeah. about how many times it was the most hype shit ever. And they failed to achieve their goals. Yes. They made it to worlds in 2018, blah, blah, blah. But like, or, but but since then, it's been a bunch of fifth, sixths, except first place in the regular season, last split, which was the imaginary split, and then they fell flat, flat on their face. It feels like you, you got a lot of hesitation before you can fully trust them again, Dom. Yeah, I. It's it's tough. You just you just feel like it's gonna fail because it always does somehow, and you never see it coming. It's um, the razor cake man, it's here. But it's even worse than a razor cake because they it's like such a spectacular failure that that always happens. It's like, oh, I wonder how like they're going to they're going to go out. But for some reason, it just always completely explodes. I just don't know how it can happen because you have like good fucking laners. So what actually could happen? <laughs> and Bo in the jungle, too, who yeah, was great this week again. Yeah. Which everyone just has completely forgotten. Like, it's uh, like, did you see the amount of all pro votes he got? Oh, no. It was like he was just he was nowhere close. People had Moron got more all pro votes than him because of what, <laughs> like two weeks at the end there. Like, it's crazy, man. It's so crazy. I mean, the Karthus thing was egregious. So <laughs> I, I mean, the Karthus thing was a symptom of the problem they already had. Though. Like, 
like you, you don't you don't you're just forgetting the 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 crimes of the Karthus there there yeah now. but i mean it's like it's he picks Karthus after game one he plays the ganking jungler gets them like 8k yes. ahead and they fucking blow it and then he's I like know. fuck it i'll play a farming jungler and then it just doesn't work like if he was suffering that split his bot lane <laughs> was greek like do you know it's a bot lane meta it is a bot lane focused fucking meta this is what we've been saying the whole time. It's what everyone's been complaining about. It's why top laners are being absolutely ill on, on fucking Twitter and saying their role sucks. And we got Adam, who's not even laning top. He's just sitting bodies level two at like 10 minutes. They're still <laughs> fucking winning the game. It's a bot focused meta and you have the worst bot lane. They can't lane with anything. They're losing turret at fucking nine minutes. How do you play? I mean, oftentimes they'd just die before the waves even crashed. That was my favorite. Yes, they died level one. <laughs> How many games did they grief the entire game level one? A lot. It was almost every game. It was a lot. Uh, I like the razor cake analogy. It feels like it's a triple layer razor cake. And every time you've picked the... And only one of the cakes is razor cake. And you pick the wrong one every single time. The, yeah, it's like know. playing Russian roulette with a fully loaded gun. You know? <laughs> 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 All right. Well, vitality off to the jeez. Vitality off to the three and zero start. Uh, upset now joining the squad. This is this is good. You know, this is this is like you're playing Russian roulette, and the five people in front of you are dead, and you're just sitting there like, surely there can't be six bullets in this gun. <laughs> That's how I feel like watching Vitality now. <laughs> jeez. All right. <laughs> Give me, give me your Loki. Who are you Loki excited about after these first three weeks here? Uh, let's start with you this time, Dom, since Monty, <laughs> Monty kicked us off with Vitality. Yeah, I guess I'll go... Well, like, look, Jisoo's not going to be on my high-key Loki Noki because I'm, like, kind of high-key excited about them, but yeah. I picked Fnatic there, so whatever. Like, I think that they're just the best team in Europe still. Loki, um, Loki, I'm going to go Astralis. I think Astralis yeah. actually looked pretty fucking good compared to how they looked before I just love leader, leader actually man. wins lane i just love leader like I, I what i like about the change to astralis is yeah they were three and six during the round robin the last time but they overperformed expectations especially in playoffs and like what i like about leaguer leader is you know what you're gonna get and you can make plans and play around leader style and i don't think they're gonna win a title but Will they be better if they're smart about using leader? Yes. Is there a ceiling to how good they can get? Yes. But I'm I'm into it. It it makes leader's just a fun player too. He's just a fun player to watch. It's a, it's a team that you want to have a player like leader. You want them to just fucking go for it. And if it works and if it hits at the right time, maybe you get a little bit further than you did last time. Exactly. I mean, let's be honest. The fifth sixth was a fucking miracle for Astralis. If they ran back that lineup, that shit would have, would have probably went bottom two or maybe like eighth place or something like yeah, that. That was a fucking fair. miracle that they were actually able to get to, to well, the fifth sixth position. They were also, I think, fortunate that Kabe was performing so well um, in a in a bot. You know, it, it helped that it was a bot lane focused meta. But I think if the meta shifts dramatically, having leader there may be helpful. Um, if Kabe and and Jung-Hood can't necessarily carry as hard as they were previously. Yeah, I mean, the, you can't go far if your mid laner loses every lane. It is what it is. Like, you can't go far if your mid laner is perma behind. Finn is a super coin flip player. He was coin flipping well at the right time. Like he started out sprinting the split, then he got better. So that was lucky that it happened at the right time. And Cubby's had probably his best split in the last maybe two and a half years, three years. Yeah, probably um, since Splice, honestly. Yeah, probably since Splice. I mean, I can see that. Uh, and and Jong Hoon is pretty 
he's pretty crazy. He's not very stable I love as well. Him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like watching him. I I just feel like now the team actually has more threat because if they all start now, there there there's a lot of coin flippers. But if they all start hitting, they can actually win. Where I felt like Dayor was always dragging the fucking team down from where they could have been. I'm I'm looking right now and I'm trying to find an analogy for the type of move that that was being made here with leader coming in and and moving away. It kind of reminds me of uh what maybe when Jazuke came in uh to uh the LCS. Look, and it was I got to like, put something past you guys real quick. How do you up? think my team would do in in LEC? All right? I had I had all these people doing LEC live views with me. This is my team. I got Wonder self-made yep. Jazuke, yeah. upset, yeah. and treats. That's my five. That's my five. Tell me how many more wins oh. they would get than Fnatic. I'll coach him. Yamato can coach him. Oh, no. I'll just fucking be the, the <laughs> overall. You also got the coach who said, who said your live who said your live views. I, I think you could probably get seventh with that roster. Seventh only? Well, you have upset, it just so feels that's like, pretty good. They carried Boom. worse than that. He carried right. some dog shit. Yeah, right. but... The, the Jazuke like self-made yeah, 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 jungle yeah, 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 yeah. duo scares exactly. me quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, it would fucking <laughs> That makes me really nervous. Um, okay. I, I think it would just be... I, I think 7th or 6th would probably be the ceiling for, for that roster. Ceiling? Hell no. If they if they hit it, they're going top 4. If they really hit it off, <laughs> they're they going top it, 4. If they, hit, if, if they get the, the split push going, the 1-3-1 the, the one, with Wonder and Jazuke in the side lanes, <laughs> and then uh, upset popping off. You can't tell me self-made and Jazuke will play that much worse than Razor and Humanoid have been That was playing. literally what I was about to say. You put Wonder right back in the same <laughs> yeah, situation. Yeah, Wonder in the same left. spot. You got upset fucking carrying them motherfuckers. <laughs> Hilly was running it the fuck down. Treats could run it down just like Hilly and it would be fine. You got a fucking squad. All Same right, here's, here's, here's my other argument. How well would they do in the LCS? Oh, they'd win uh, that shit. Like <laughs> no, they they'd, wouldn't win it. They'd, they'd make it to the live event. Yeah, they, they would go like they third. Top probably. they get top yeah. four, I think. Okay, all right. <laughs> Those are my boys. Just had to just had to see where, where we're rating them. See how they're doing. This hurts me to say. Yeah, you know? but yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> Imagine CLG versus that team. Holy. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I was uh I was I was wounded watching LCS this last week and, and the fall of Fly, FlyQuest. I don't yeah, know why Vicla can't like lane anymore. Um I don't know it, what happened to Prince. Probably. Okay, so here's my theory. I think that Vicla and Prince are protesting. In Korean solidarity with Winsome. <laughs> oh, so they're running it down to bring Winsome back. It would explain <laughs> some of that very aggressive posturing he was doing in the bot lane. <laughs> Maybe they it, forgot the junglers exist, which I guess when you're playing against Team Liquid, yeah, it's easy to forget historically this year. Mm -hmm. do, you, do, you, do you put Winsome back in? Historically Monty? this year, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do, do you put Winsome back in, or do you do you play with Ayla? Yeah, who is no, you Ayla Ayla is is done. It doesn't even matter if he's better than Winsome. The team just likes Winsome more, plays better with Winsome. I don't know what the fuck it is. You just put the guy in that you were winning all your games with over the guy that you're losing and look bad with. That's not. But the mechanics, we we all can agree, Vikla and and Prince are playing way worse. That's not Ayla's fault. Yeah, doesn't matter. Should, should have been here earlier, bro. Should have got the visa situation sorted. I don't know how you like. <laughs> That's so. Like, should, shouldn't shouldn't have seen your family, bro. I guess I guess you can't see your family. You lose your job. 
Like it is what it is. I blame like, it. It is what it is. Much <laughs> stayed here for like three years. He didn't go back because he knew. He's like, shit, bro. I go back and I'm losing my job to Zion Spartan. It's never coming back. <laughs> Holy shit. It's true, actually. It is, it, it is. It's a tough industry. Because yeah, Australia would actually just put put you in jail and like not let you off their prison island. So it true. was smart of him not to go back. Uh, as terrible as it was. All right. My bad. I, 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 I pushed us to that edge. Uh, Monty, who is your low-key... Uh, LEC. No, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. Stralis. Stralis. Okay. I think they've All been right. fun. I was, I was pretty excited about leader going over there just because OSK it makes it much more fun to view. That's eh. in there. I'm low key right. excited. I don't think that they're that good. Uh, you can take a Stralis. I'm, I'll, I'll do another one. I'll th- do another low key. <laughs> another I'll go SK. <laughs> yeah, another one. Another yeah, one. We'll it just feels like they're, they're, yeah, I'm surprised that none of you picked up. They did. One of they them. did beat Astralis, but now in retrospect, I mean, they didn't have the the strongest competition this week. So I'm excited to see the SK Vitality, Koi, and Excel next week. I think those mm-hmm. all those games will be pretty compelling. All right, let's move on to Noki then. Where where are we? Just doomed, doomed. Is it Heretics? Monty, we'll go with you I mean, I would just say Fnatic. Um, you know, I, I know Dom's hy- hyped about hating them, but there's basically nothing that I can be excited about with this lineup anymore. It just feels like it felt what, what was so weird is it felt like the Razor humanoid experiment was over after Worlds last year. And yet what we're here for round two, I guess. Nobody wanted round two. No. Um because the thing about the thing about Razork and Humanoid is that they each had individual spells of playing well. Like Razork was really good in summer playoffs and then Humanoid was very good at Worlds. But it wasn't ever because of their synergy. It was like they hit certain streaks of pop-off performances and rose individually to a, to another level. But they never actually figured out how to communicate with each other in game or mesh their play styles. And then the roster at the start of this year didn't work. And now it's just like, there is there is nobody who I think is going to be actively willing this team to be a success at this point in time. As a player on this roster, who is going to step up and motivate this team to be better? Who actually gives a shit about playing this year on Fnatic anymore? That's a real question. Oscarina. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally just becoming the TSM of EU. It's really just the TSM of EU where people don't want to play there. And they have their, you know player that didn't have the best run of it come back wild turtle back to tsm reckless back to fanatic it's kind of, kind of some synergy there. i like what I i'm seeing uh i guess i mean yeah okay what about for you then dom my noki i'm noki excited about koi they just look like they're capped i don't know they're tough to they're tough to watch like I, I don't think they'll be bad i'm just not excited about watching them because i just don't think they'll be better than they were last summer it's just hard to watch these holes that they're getting into in the early game and then like trying to have to dig themselves out, um, which is not why we liked Koi slash Rogue when they were doing really well. It's because they fixed up a lot of their early game weakness. Um, I think I think they were. Something's like, off with the ball lane for sure. They just haven't looked close to as good as they looked for a long period of time. They're drafting some weird lanes. Draven Soraka is pretty fucking weird. Um, it's like they're trying to play carry top, so they don't even play towards the carry top. So it's like nice if you win the lane. Also, like Harris, Harris, Harris had a lot of pretty big too. advantage versus them, and then kind of threw it through, you know, some some undisciplined split pushing from yeah. Evy. So I mean, arguably they shouldn't have even won that Heretics game. 
I, I, I find it hard to have confidence in teams that are drafting and playing in a way where you are just in a massive gold hole. I mean, even, even if they do like do well, it's just, I, ah, they're just so boring. They're so, there's something, they're so <laughs> lifeless. Like they're a team where you do not want this team to go international. If you're an EU fan, you want to see like, you want to see vitality, get it together for sure. You want to see G2 go like to, to MSI. You want those two teams to go to MSI. If there's anyone else, I don't think it's going to be that fun. I don't think the second seed is going to do anything. If it's anyone else, you hope the vitality shows up and actually looks good. Yep. I, I'm, I would be very high key excited about a, a good G2 and good vitality showing up at MSI. That would be very fun. Yeah, because at least they have the hands to compete. That's the yes. main thing is you want players that have the hands to compete with Asian players. And that was and never... both Asian and photons Asian. So yeah, there they are. <laughs> there they are. We solved it. <laughs> yeah, we've solved it. And upset's good. That was never Koi's calling card either, right? Or Koi slash Rogue's calling card. They would get those early leads. They would do weird ganks with Malrong and then get to it yeah right. try cool. the problem yeah you're exactly right Degon. and i think the issue is is like if you're gonna have malrong on a team that's behind early that's fucking doomed man that is <laughs> that yeah. is doomed well, like, he's that's not even like, like he's he's not even spam ganking like he used to the whole thing was that he would spam gank get himself behind but the team would be ahead yes. he doesn't even he's just behind He's just doesn't farm <laughs> and he doesn't gang. You're going to die anyway, so I'm just going to walk around. I'll look at this scuttle. We don't have prio, so I guess I it's won't get it. It's a 4v5. He just stands in lane. <laughs> he stands in a rush. The yeah, Malrong uh, way. I, I and, love Malrong, too. I love Malrong, but, I, you know, this style just doesn't work with him. I, so, I really how, how do you like feel? Malrong. There we go. <laughs> I, I hate Let's Malrong. <laughs> I fucking love Malrong. Because, you know I'm what? The, when I watch Malrong's pathing... When I watch Balrong's pathing, I am just cackling about all of the things that he's doing and the mind games that he's playing. And he's a very unique player. So I appreciate him. I mean, just like just like I appreciate Peanut, but for different reasons. I mean, I'm like the opposite type of player to Malrong. Like, I don't like being behind. Like, I like to have like if you go look at my like fucking stats when I was a player, I like having gold advantage. I like having fucking like kill advantage. Like, I want to be ahead and, and like progress the game like that. That's not like Marong is somebody who loves being behind. How could you want to be behind as a jungler? And it's not even like he does it in ways that's he, he hurts himself so much. It's just like watching somebody like like self harm over and over again. It just it's you never want to watch it, right? That's how it is for me. Like I'm watching him not only skip camps, but then he's not getting gold where he goes. He's not getting experience where he goes and he goes back and he has no money and then he buys like the wrong items that make him even squishier in the game and he spends it on like pink wards and shit. It's literally <laughs> just watching somebody self-harm over and over and over again in game. How could I enjoy that, bro? I'm not fucking sick in the head. Monty is. That's why he's one. That's why he enjoys Malrong. <laughs> Monty's mentally ill, so he loves Malrong. I yes, love Malrong. Perfect. I, I do enjoy Malrong very much. He gives me he Malrong is gives me untold hours of delight and entertainment. Well, it doesn't get easier for Koi. Uh, they have G two, then SK. So we'll get to see where SK is, where Koi is after the G two match, and then they play Fnatic, which might be a make or break game for them as they close out week two. All right, guys, that is our high key, low key, no key uh, excitement for this spring split. Gosh, I I love the way that they've set up this whole format for the LEC. It, it just feels like we're right back at it again. That's uh, fun. And the stakes are higher. It, it's cool. It's a you know it's another show day, so I guess it's more expensive you know to run. But you know, people uh, watch people watch this league, so you know they can justify the expense. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to figure out some sort of defense about it. I was like, yeah, okay, all, right. all right. Okay. Let's close out today's action with a palate cleanser for you all at home. It was the LPL matchup that we were talking about last week. We brought it up a couple times this episode. It was LNG versus JDG, the battle at the top of the standings. It was a good one. Certified banger. Go ahead, Dom. All right, so my so the certified banger this week, there was a couple we could have went for. I was thinking about T1 Hanwha Life, but I feel like the last game was kind of rough, and I felt like the games were very similar. Like, even though Hanwha Life won a game, it felt like T1 just threw, pretty much. Um, LNG JDG, I thought this was a very interesting series, though, because you got to see JDG actually get pushed, and they had to, like, really beat LNG. LNG came to play, and... LNG kind of showed that they aren't frauds. They are actually a, yes. a legitimate team. And they have very systematic ways that they're able to actually get leads, which I think is very, very crucial for teams if they're going to compete on um, like an international level or if they're going to potentially make worlds. What LNG did in this series, if you saw the game one draft, I thought it was very good. This is the game that LNG ended up winning where they get mm -hmm. a pushing mid, pushing bot. They play with the Draven lane and they use that to invade... Um, enemy bot side jungle, they control it, and then they deny on the wave push back out. You control the enemy jungle. Enemy jungler can't stay in the bot side jungle. And then you freeze the lane with the Draven into Illusionami, and they can't play the game at all. I thought that was very good, and being able to have like good prep and execute on stage, really, really um, impressed with that. So uh, I thought they looked good there. They don't have the, like, three of their players are not top tier players, but they're good enough. They're probably like top like seven players, I would say, in their roles which is good enough. They kind of remind me of JDG last year in that respect, but they are willing to play things that they're not super comfortable on, that they're not really good at, but they play them at a high enough level where it's still effective. So they're willing to play things like Draven, even though LP is not like a Jackie Love Draven, for example, in the LPL. He's able to play the Draven and pilot it proficiently enough that they're able to get a lead and they're able to win a game with that. You know, Zika's not only playing weak side top laners he's also willing to play jacks and he, he he plays that at a level where you can actually get leads and you can win games so overall i thought this was a really good series because jdg didn't just get to win by existing they weren't just like the better team and they won without a fight lng put the struggle to them and they made jdg like prove that they are actually a legitimate team that they are able to team fight that a lot of the strengths of previous jdg last year still show through in their gameplay so i thought this was a, a really nice series to watch yeah, and I think you kind of got the entire universe of of what's fun to watch about these teams. We also got a bit of a throwback to the the Ari Lissandra matchups that really dominated the draft like at MSI and and late in the spring split of last year. And Scout had just I mean, it's it's everything you like, right? It's Scout having showing why he is in consideration for best mid laner in the world right now by having this incredibly good Lissandra game. Um, even in some of the like LNG, even in the losing side. I why I like Zika as a top laner, and we we discussed him a bit earlier, but his weak siding is very consistent. And I think that he plays around map pressure and must be communicating with Tarzan very well. He controls his lane very effectively, even if he doesn't get a lot of the ganking resources. And I think what's cool to me about Zika is I watch him play Renekton in particular, and he is much more successful than most other professional Renekton players at getting very good flanks. And I think that that's a that's a pretty 
interesting skill to have as a Renekton player because you have to space yourself basically perfectly on the flank because he doesn't have the longest engage range, but you still have to stay out of getting caught by the enemy team. And the the pressure his Renekton presence puts on in some of these team fights or setting up for Drakes is really, really good. So I think Zika is just a, a highly aware player that knows what his job is in this team. And in this series, we also saw, I think, LP and Hung doing a better job than they typically do, uh, which maybe gives me a glimmer of hope uh, for the future because LP, uh, that bot lane has been, I think, the thing that people were concerned was going to hold them back. And, But at the same time, as solid as LP's performance was, you still get to see how good Ruler is. And like, there is a big difference between LP and Ruler. And Ruler's Zeri game in game number two is just phenomenal and mm -hmm. rulers of knowledge of when to all in in team fights with zeri and shifting up his itemization running the rune and hurricane second in that particular game proved to be really effective because of how he was able to clean up some fights that looked potentially disastrous for jdg um he also played really well in the second game or the third game of the series on Aphilios. so you can unfortunately it makes you imagine when you watch these two teams fight, it makes you imagine what JDG might look like with Tarzan and Scout and what LNG could look like with Ruler and Missing. And I kind of just want to like jam these two teams together in a way. Um, but it was really fun. It was a really high level series. It's very good. All right. There you have it. Uh, would it be JDG buying them or would it be LNG buying them? It would be JDG buying them, right? <laughs> yeah, because you have three six nine. I mean, well. it, it sounds weird because like Knight's obviously a very good player, but I mean the the synergy between Scout and Tarzan, as we've discussed, is so strong, and also as we've discussed, Kanavi has had some moments, you know, and he had some moments in this series that you don't really like as well. Um, he was kind of sabotaging three six nine at times, which annoyed me. Uh, and if you wanted to watch this one in English, shout out to Mazella and uh, Nymera for a great cast. In oh, yeah, it was a very fun broadcast. cast by them. It was a good one. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Well, there you have it. Uh, before we call it quits, uh, Monty, who makes playoffs in L uh, uh, LCS? Oh, my. Yes. Yeah. Who slots in? in? LCS? Oh, yeah, we got, those, we got those four teams that are vying for the two spots. So 100 Bs, <sighs> TL. Does it pain you that much, man? Pain you that much? I just don't care. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I just don't care. Uh, I hope Golden Guardians makes it, even though they're in. Licorice might be the worst player in LCS now that Spawn isn't playing anymore. They're in. Um, they're not guaranteed in, not yet. They're in right now. Uh, the teams that are still fighting for playoffs are Liquid, TSM, CLG, 100 Thieves, and Golden Guardians, right? Yeah, okay, sure. They could have a cataclysmic meltdown and not make yeah, it. Yeah, though they'll probably be in. All right, so who who on the cusp of 100 Thieves, CLG, TSM, yeah. and Team Liquid do I want in? Yeah, I mean, Golden I Guardians don't... plays Dig. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. 100 I think 100 Thieves will... I, unfortunately, I think 100 Thieves will probably make it in because they play mm -hmm. Immortals in TSM, but I this will be the first time that I've ever said this, guys. I hope TSM makes playoffs instead of 100 Thieves. Whoa! And then I take Golden Guardians, CLG, and TSM. 
just because you think Hundred Thieves is actually TSM at this point. Like, yeah, they're the new TSM. Yeah, they're the new TSM. Team. <laughs> just like your your hatred has now gone towards Hundred Thieves because they are more TSM to you than TSM themselves. Well, TSM got rid of or minimized most of what I didn't like about TSM Same. and were were punished. So I don't actually dislike TSM that much any longer. And I, in fact, I I think Maple's been very good, and I like Solo a lot personally. I think he's a nice guy to me. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is, he is, he is. I laugh, I laugh just because he's known as like a toxic solo key player, but I just I know, never heard nice anyone else me, say which that. is what I care about. So <laughs> never heard anyone else say huh? that about solo. Dom, Dom used to have a run in with solo every now and then. Oh, yeah. This motherfucker in solo queue, this motherfucker is insufferable. <laughs> he is just so ill, but now he doesn't type anymore. He just like, I don't know. He just, he's like nice now. I don't know. I don't know if he's just given up the typing or he's just like this is what's holding me back in my career i just refuse to type he said he still types he, he'll instead of typing anything he'll just say like woof because you know you're bringing the dog jungler around but that's okay uh I guess yeah, he, he hasn't barked at me recently <laughs> <laughs> all right well there you have it that's this week's episode of power spike Wait, more no big- no no we gotta talk about our games that we're actually saying you digon you derailed us into lcs when we have to talk about the good LCK and LPL games that are coming up, such as D plus versus T one, HLE versus Gen G, Gen G versus D plus. I was gonna do that after oh, I sorry. reminded everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what yeah, are you yeah. reminding? What are you reminding people? I'm sorry. To make sure to like and subscribe, leave comments below on oh, who you think is gonna you. make it to uh, LCS playoffs. And then sorry. I'm like, all right, guys, where will everyone find you this week? Monty, where will people find you this week? What teams in the LCK? What matches should we be watching? Those ones, and hopefully I'll be able to stream matches if I if I don't pull a dom and my power doesn't go out like it did on Sunday. And then also, hopefully, I'll be able to stream them because I'm not drowning in business calls for Last Free Nation, which has been my life. Uh, so, you know, hopefully good things to the future, but been, been a little rough on the old time in the present, got to say. Uh, bangers only, including these good calls. Uh, Dom. Also, EDG versus OMG is coming up this next week. That's. That's got to be the the clash of all styles in the LPL. Yeah. No, those, those that's going to be fun as fuck. Be- <laughs> it probably won't it'll probably be just edg neutering omg and then just beating them with their severed genitals that's what i assume that it'll be wow <laughs> yeah like this well, is good as i didn't know where i was going you're gonna rip that, the, I... you're gonna rip the pp god right off and just beat them with it. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> ripping pp god off and just he's gonna beat them the problem is that omg and this is what always happens with omg they become too legitimate at a point and then teams just attack them in draft super cynically, which is what we're seeing now. Where, like, today, for example, Weibo, they just banned out three cream champions, Silas, Akali, and Yone, and then you have cream playing Victor, and every time cream plays Victor, everyone watches my fucking stream when I watch OMG knows it. If I see a cream Victor and a fucking, like, enchanter support, I just want to die. I want to die on the fucking spot. Please smite me down so I don't have to watch <laughs> OMG lose another game with an enchanter support and fucking Victor mid lane. It never fucking works and it happens all the time. But there's only so many melee mids that are viable in all these situations. The teams know not to give Aki Sejuani, so he's not going to get Sejuani. They're not going to have access to the really niche melee mids. They're going to ban out the good melee mids. And then, you know, it's just going to be rough from there on out. Yeah, and there's only one JDG game this week too, and it's Rare Adam, so it's actually not that many bangers. 
Yeah, there's not that many bangers in LPL. I mean, the main Maybe thing OMG, was... WBG, Weibo might be interesting. OMG, Weibo, Weibo already happened. That happened today. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was that was, that was was what happened. Was that was it? when they got neutered. And yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> the, the beginning of, of them getting smacked around with their own PP God. I think a lot of the matches that you have to see is... It's, there's not going to be a lot of bangers this week. What you have to look for is, are there any upsets from these like middle tier teams? Because there is going to be a pretty tight playoff race right now. Um, WE actually has pretty uh, pretty decent schedule. Like WE's last matches are LGD, Weibo, and NIP. All winnable. They're 6-7 and seven right now. A lot of people thought WE would be bad, but they have some decent players on their team, right? Like uh, most notably, they have Hope on their team now with Iwandi, which is somebody who people wanted to see play. Top laner is not that good, but they're going to be vying for a playoff spot. RNG had a big win versus Weibo, um, and they have three easy matches as well, so they're going to rise up from 6-7. and seven. TT. I feel like everybody's had a big win against Weibo right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the story. I mean, Weibo's losses is someone I mean, OMG got, just got their ass beat. And I mean, Weibo, Weibo, obviously, the thing that's been weird about Weibo is they actually beat top in JDG, right? Like they beat right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. good teams. So they were looking really strong. TT is actually not guaranteed. Even though TT is currently sitting in uh, ninth place, they have a tough last couple uh games so they're gonna probably lose to top esports and edg depends because top esports has been very weird now they like changed a coach they are having internal issues whatever but then they play anyone's legend which should be a free win so you really just have to watch a lot of these like middle of the pack teams to see who can um actually rise up because teams that have seven eight wins like even omg who looked pretty good they're nowhere close to guaranteed omg is an extremely hard schedule omg plays edg top esports and blg and then the way that they do tie breaks in LPL is it comes down to your game score. And that normally ends up being a decider for a few of these teams because a lot of the, the time you end up with multiple eight and eight teams. So you'll end up with even a, like a couple seven and nine teams and one of them qualifying. So LPL, it always gets into like the nitty gritty of like how many games can you win? Can you can you lose to a top team but take a game? That might be the decider between you getting to playoffs and not. Right. Damn, they do. Oh, that's that's a brutal tiebreaker. Just games yeah, overall game score. And because I mean, that's, it's, that's it's, a huge the, it's the right tiebreaker to take, though, because you're playing against 16 other teams. So it's your strength and, against and, the field. Yeah. And head to head, it's like you only played each team once. If you win one best of three, that doesn't necessarily matter. So um, teams like WE don't have a great uh, they don't have a great head to head. One of the things that OMG has um, that's pretty good or a game score. Uh, OMG has a pretty good game score. So they're 19 and 14. So if a bunch of teams end up eight, eight and eight, maybe they end up getting in off of that, but it's going to be close. They're, they're, they're definitely not guaranteed. Um, and yeah, that that's always the fight at the end of LPL because there's, I mean, it's just a tough, it's tough to make playoffs in this region. There's normally a pretty decent middle of the pack. I would say in general, there's about four to five teams that are just the bottom in LPL, but then you have like 12 through seventh normally just really competing for those last playoff spots. All right. All right. Uh, wh while you were bringing up some of those players, I I'm sorry to go off topic. Last thing, and I know we're trying to close out. Where's SOFM? He's what? done. He's in Vietnam. He's the richest man in Vietnam. Okay. There you have yeah, it. He I was, owns Vietnam. I was cool. just wondering, just because I was like, okay, cool. There's some names I haven't heard in a while from that Sooning roster that made it to Worlds. Where's SOFM? Everyone else is attached to a team, but all right. Cool. All right. There you have it. Uh, another episode in the books. You can find these two guys during those matches. Um, you can find me uploading some of the interviews I had for LCS. I have like a 22. Yeah, your interviews interview. have been good recently, man. 
Thanks, man. The other ones must have sucked because you didn't. I say like the. About it I like the. Uh, <laughs> I like the turtle interview. Yeah. Then, then I think you'll like the double lift interview this week. Zven oh, interview this week. And a- ask him. A- ask. Just hit him next time. Yo, you and Dom have each other blocked on Twitter. The fuck's up with that? Just have the fucking war go off. <laughs> have him send some hate my way. I'll flame him on social media. You know, like, it would just be a whole fucking thing. Start World War Three out here. We'll do. We'll do. <laughs> I I interviewed Spika for the first time since he like. Uh, ratioed the fuck out of me getting the TSM roster wrong in 2021, which I was right. I've verified. It was cool. He was really nice about it. Wait, so, you ended up being right? Yeah, I was right. I talked to people at Powers at B. I was like, hey, man, Humanoid's supposed to go to uh, TSM, right? And they're like, yeah, but I got blocked by the perks move. I was like, <laughs> I got all, all this all this TSM bad guy timeline happened because this was wrong, and then Speaker dunked me, and then I was like, ah, but you're a good kid, Speaker. Like, I don't want to fight you, uh, but they're not going to control anyone, you on bro. roster moves. <laughs> it's I time. Know, all right. Well, anyway, you can I catch in the negativity. I'm a hater for real. <laughs> you can catch all of us in our elements later on. Until next week, we'll bring the next episode of Power Spike. Thank you so much for watching. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya.